0: The Minnesota Vikings now 6-7 and seven, still in the playoff hunt after blazing to a 29-0 lead over the Steelers last night, meeting a Harrison Smith pass breakup in the end zone. To preserve a 36 28 win for Vikings fans. It was euphoria to infuriating to few. And the 11th one score result in 12 games. The voice of the cardiac kids, the ventricle Vikings, Paul Allen, had the call right here on Fox Sports 98.1. He joins us now for our weekly Vikings views brought to us by Pfeiffer's Implement, plastic surgery associates of SD.com. And Midco Sports, PA, some have described this as a bad win, considering how it unfolded, allowing 20 Steeler points in a six-minute span. How would you describe it? And good afternoon. Yeah.
1: And good afternoon, my brother. Uh, well, I mean, seriously, shame on anybody for saying something. Something is an oxymoron as a bad win. <laughs> I mean, specifically when you're coming at it from five and seven. I mean, it's it it. We're we're at a stage now, man, where it doesn't matter how you get to the Winter Circle. Just find a way to get to the Winter Circle. And why don't you just go ahead and do it four more times? Because they can win uh, with that Monday Night game. They can win them all. They they can beat any team in the National Football League, as witnessed by beating the green bay packers a team that very well could win the super bowl and they can lose to any team in the nfl as witnessed by losing to the freaking kitties so that's the identity of the 2021 team and it was a microcosm in that single game against pittsburgh 29-0 then they come charging at you uh, but you hold on desperately
0: Dalvin Cook, 205 yards last night, a record 153 in the first half with a dislocated shoulder, coming back two weeks sooner than most do from that injury. How would you describe it from the training staff to the offensive scheme to the Warrior himself?
1: Well, you laid that out beautifully, John, uh, because the training staff had a lot to do with it. Eric Sugarman, Rob Roach, and uh, the Vikings training staff, man, they just worked extensively to get Dalvin ready for this game. And um, and then it comes down to Dalvin, because in a day and age where football is, you know, KWSN has learned football is a, is a violent game. And at this stage of the season, minds and bodies are going to be worn down. So if you kind of think you can play, but you kind of really are not sure that maybe it hurts too much, which way do you go? A lot of people uh, are, are tapping out the way up. No, I'm going to wait a week. Not Dalvin. I mean, th- this is straight country tough who loves his teammates, and he loves his team, and he loves playing football. And it was so motivating during the week of practice with uh, Dalvin in limited fashion, just being out there and learning some plays. And then before the game, ma'am, you know how they like get everybody together and somebody's in the middle. I think the most identifiable with that speech would be like Drew Brees and, and the way he did it. Well, Dalvin did it for the team last night before the game. And I had my benign circle with him in the middle. I got no idea what he was saying. I'm telling you right now, those kids were buying into it like it was the last words they were going to hear in their lives. And Dalvin got them all uh, all fired up for this game, and it played into winning.
0: Well, I found his post-game interview on fox television nationally afterward to be interesting as well because he wasn't thrilled with the outcome despite the w you know there's a couple of pieces to that we'll start with kirk cousins one of seven for one yard in the second half two crushing picks late, leading to short field Steelers touchdowns before the 62 yard bomb to kj osborne which turned out to be the game winner what do you make of kirk's latest primetime performance
1: well, the thing with Kirk, the primetime piece has nothing to do with it. I mean, the the numbers that he put up in, like, 2014, 15, and 16 with bad Washington teams, I mean, how are you going to win any of those Thursday night games with some of those teams for whom he played? Likewise, uh, 2018 here. Uh, but nevertheless, how about just Kirk game by game? Because without Christian Darasaw playing left tackle, I think that's impacted Kirk. And I I think that maybe he's thinking about it a little more than than he would say or or people may may get, because Christian's really good. And Ole Udo is doing the very best he can over there, but he's not as good as Christian. So when you have Darasaw and O'Neal bookending, John, that lends that that leads to confidence for your quarterback. Kirk stays in the pocket. Uh, Kirk takes hits and unfurls accurate passes, but he's just been a pitch off. You know at certain times the last three games where the the first like eight or whatever he hadn't been so this these extra couple of days will work well for him to clear his mind get his body right likewise for everybody on the team hopefully they get derisaw back for that monday night football game and let's go
0: yeah and the defense shuts out big ben and company in the first half gave up 28 points in the second things looked leaky again what is fixable for mike zimmer over these last four games
1: that's a great question because we've just seen it before, man. I mean, you know, in that Lions game at U.S. Bank Stadium, we weren't winning by 29, but, you know, it's like two minutes to go, Madison fumbles, and you're like, are you kidding me? The freaking Lions just took the lead. Now we got to go down the field and win. Um, but um, from a defensive standpoint, if they have so many guys – you know, like like D.J. Wanham is playing a lot of left defensive end. He didn't do a lot of that in training camp or preseason. Sheldon Richardson's a defensive tackle. Now he's playing defensive end. Xavier Woods is new. He's made all the dances. You know, but Xavier uh, has played every single play this year. You know, so so maybe he might be a little tired. Um, and, and so on and so on. Bashad Breeland is super in and out. You know, now a lot of people are down on Breland, um, and and Bashad has not been dynamite for this team. Uh, but be mindful, he does have a couple of picks, and if if you if the, if this team can make the playoffs, Bashad Breland is the kind of guy you want on your team in the playoffs. And if you don't believe me, just ask Andy Reid with the Kansas City Chiefs, because Breland has been middling all of his career. But then you get into the postseason, and he's a different guy. Uh, he was a different guy last year in the playoffs against Cleveland with Kevin Stefanski. And he picked off Jimmy Garoppolo a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl. So, Bashad, we just got to get to the playoffs, man. And you're going to get yeah. out of Patrick Peterson, Bashad Breeland, and some of these other new veterans. What you're going to get out of them are things you are not seeing right now.
0: Hmm. I was catching the pregame last night, just before your boom and Greg Coleman's pregame preach. Uh, Mike Zimmer was not made available uh, for as he usually is. Were you told why?
1: Oh, Zimmer with uh, the pregame interview. Yeah. Oh no, that's um, that's every single year. Um, up to Thursday games because they, they have to squeeze a full week into just a couple of days. So every single year with X's and O's and the pregame show, um, X's and O's for sure, but uh, the pregame show is in and out. Uh, the general manager, Rick Spielman, uh, does it with us. But uh, why, why would you ask that in the first place? It's,
0: well, it's a Thursday thing, and I, I didn't know that. I haven't heard the past Thursday games. So, I mean, there's obviously there's a sense that perhaps Zimmer's coaching for his job this year, oh, maybe even on. last night. Well, that, yeah, that was my next question. Question for
1: us? no that, that that's ridiculous man there's this i just i'm i'm so sick of talking about that because why i'm sick of talking about it is you really need to know what goes into an in-season firing i mean to fire somebody in season you're embarrassing them in their craft at which they've worked 30 years with a super bowl ring and gotten a team to the nfc title game here and you've had no insubordination problems and, and he's been a bastion of excellence as a head coach. Now, I mean, they haven't won the Super Bowl, and that is the true definition of excellence. But, but Zimmer, is you, you just don't fire guys like that in the middle of the season or during the course of the season. So what could potentially lead to a coach getting fired in season if there's no insubordination and they have equity, if they keep getting blown out and players are not playing hard for them? And that's what makes it just so stupid, is, is everybody who watches any Vikings games, win or lose, there may be problems at the end of the first half that need to be fixed, clock management situations that need to be fixed, taking back-to-back timeouts that, that you know Mike's never done, but he did. But those are details that are jettisoning the overarching view of they're playing hard for each other mm-hmm. every single game. And it's just, man, it makes me nauseous to to hear that as frequently as I do because it's such low-hanging fruit that is not even ripe fruit. You know, I mean, just just people need to find a different angle.
0: Hey, I heard Chad Greenway saying the same things with you on your show today, and he played for Zimmer, and— all of that is correct. It's, uh, they are fighting for him. It's pretty obvious, and I really appreciate yeah, your but passion I mean, and insight. But, I
1: mean, with all, but with all due respect, to make the assumption, Mike would not do a two-minute pregame interview with me uh, because he's potentially nervous that he's on the over-cliched hot seat. I mean, that's that's unbelievably disrespectful that you think that you or whomever would think somebody would be that petty – to like be like oh my god i'm so nervous i'm not going to do this dumbass two-minute interview with the announcer uh simply because i'm just so rattled i mean it's just it's out of touch with reality
0: thank you for clearing that up pa and uh bears are next week we'll talk to you next
1: friday yeah i got you bud see ya
0: paul allen voice of the minnesota vikings for the last 20 years and for the last five providing insight on these vikings views and just for clarity My question about Mike Zimmer not conducting the pregame interview did not come out of speculation that Mike Zimmer would be afraid to do such an interview and face any music, but more so by the speculation that perhaps he would lose his job if the Vikings were to lose this game and upper management would be preventing the pregame interview from occurring. Again, Paul Allen mentions that this is an every-year Thursday night game occurrence that Mike Zimmer does not do that interview. We appreciate PA's perspective as always and our friends at Pfeiffer's Implement, Plastic Surgery Associates of SD.com and Midco Sports for making these weekly Vikings views possible. For Paul Allen I'm John Gaskins. We'll chat again next week for another Vikings Views on the exclusive home for Vikings football in Sioux Falls Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 and KWSN.com